Alrighty, we are back for another exciting edition of Cloverleaf, Cloverleaf Radio. I'm the host of the most, the king of the quarantine, Jimmy Falcon, and it is an absolute honor to welcome the lovely and talented Tracy Rooney to the show. How are you, Tracy? Oh, hi. Stop going, go on. Oh, it's so nice to be here. What is an honor to have you. How's everything well, been with your, uh, your, how's your corona crisis, I guess oh I'll say. Oh my gosh, it's so crazy out here in crazy la-la land. I don't know, I don't know how, how's everybody else. I hope you guys are all surviving okay. We're I actually. a lot less insane. I was going to say, we, uh, I think they might be going up now, but for a while we were one of two states with the lowest numbers. Yeah, yeah, for a while there anyway, you guys were doing okay. No, we're good, I mean. You know, my husband's a screenwriter. I do a lot of voice acting, so you know, I I can work from home for a lot of stuff. So I'm I'm lucky. I have one job this week in a studio, and it's like, oh. And I had a shoot uh, on a set last week on camera, but like mostly I'm home. You know, so so I'm luckier. So. Well, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad that you can work from home and are able to keep your career successfully going. I mean, you know, we're trying. I mean, so much is shut down. But voiceover's been, you know, the only area that I think hasn't been as effective. Right. And people will send you rigs. Like, if you're working on a video game or something, they'll send you a rig for the consistency. So a rig shows up at your house. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm going to have to get a hold of my buddy Wally as a voiceover actor and, and see how his careers been going through this whole crisis because yeah. I mean I guess you're uh, you're right I mean you guys are kind of in a good position because everything you kind of could record from most of it from home anyways or like a home studio yeah 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 I saw you've had a couple of my buddies on the show over the years it's fun so yeah I mean I was just saying I wonder oh, if your listeners probably run the gamut they probably listen to and watch lots of different stuff but but yeah voiceover people are doing fine <laughs> so who's some of our mutual pals? Well, Ellen Dubin was the one that you brought up, but Keith Coogan is my guy. Oh, he Keith. Was on show, right? Yes. Yeah, I produced uh, him in a show all Gosh, last, the last two years. 2011, I think, is when I had him on the show. Whoa. Well, he's probably exactly the same. He's that, that man does not age. No. No, I, I picked up the new Jay and Silent Bob rebooted, and he had a cameo in it. And I'm like, he looks the same as he did in Frickin' Adventures yeah. and Babysitting, yet I have a bald spot at 31, and I'm way overweight. I, I look nothing like I did when I was a teenager. Man, it's not fair. No, it's not fair. No, he's good. He's um. We were supposed to be doing a show. I, I produced a Diary of Anne Frank with an all-Latinx cast. I don't know if I told you about that, but he is in the show, and he um, was supposed to be at the Colony when we got shut down in L.A., so that was a bummer. But You know, I'm glad you brought that up, because Anne Frank was, that Diary of Anne Frank was one of the best books that we read in school, I think. Right, story. right, and now it's no longer part of the curriculum. What? Kills me. Yeah. Shut the, uh. I'm telling you, it, you know, when when the director approached me about producing it, I was like, this is crazy. I mean, first of all, I'm not going to be part of something so potentially offensive. And he was like, we need to do something. It was, you know, when, when family separation was kind of at a height here. And, and um, he's like, I think we could do it in a way that we're shining a light on things. No, nobody knows what the, the, 
story is anymore. The Holocaust is not taught in LA Unified. Right. Like they're not this book. Like the kids would come to the auditions and they didn't know if it was fiction or fact. Like they didn't know who Anne Frank was. And these are good students. You can't get a permit to act in LA if you're not at least a B student. And they didn't they didn't know what it was. They didn't know what the Holocaust was. So we got Holocaust survivors to come talk after every show, and we talked about how to make sure history doesn't repeat itself. Anyway, Keith was amazing. He's he's an amazing human, and um, he was a big part of it. But, you know, it's crazy. It's a crazy time. It's a crazy time for America. It's a crazy time for all of us, I think. Yeah, and, you know, that's kind of a good point you made. And Frank and this whole separation thing kind of goes hand in hand when you think about it. Yeah, well, I mean, at first I was like, you can't make a, like a comparison. It's like irresponsible to make a comparison. But then it was like, but we still have to talk about seeds of things and how to make sure that we never allow this again. And you can make that kind of a comparison, even if it's not direct. And I was like, all right, you're right. So, that's, what I, that's the part I hate about... Um, See, I don't think we should have, you know, statues to people who've done horrible things, but at the same time, you knock those down, you forget those people, who's to say that's never going to happen again? Right. You, maybe you don't need the statues, but maybe you have, right. to, have to make sure that, you know, we're an educated society who understands, you know, history, dirty history, you know, all of right. it, and we need to acknowledge it, we can't just erase it, because that's dangerous. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of reminder in the history books. I mean, uh, you know, like you said, if they start with this, who's to say in so many years they don't try to get rid of the Holocaust? There's already deniers, so who's to say it couldn't go that way? Totally, totally, you know. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I've am i been busy doing all sorts of random stuff, I feel like. <laughs> you know, between that show that took up the better part of the last two years and trying to survive I have three little kids so trying Aww. to figure out how to be an artist and a mom is always challenging I feel like everybody can feel that especially right now are Illinois schools going back no they're not either no I don't know when it's gonna when they're gonna be able to actually go back to physical class even yeah. the colleges are doing online now which is really? so crazy to imagine paying so much money to be at a con like uh I forgot what it was, it was, like Harvard or something, is still charging their normal rates for online courses. That's crazy, yeah. And my no, mom and I were talking I would, about it, and I said, you ne you're never going to get the, the hands-on education you need No, no, I mean, I went to theater school. I'm like, how do you do that? I don't oh, wow. even, I, I mean, I would never, I mean, I'm grateful I got to go to NYU. It was a great school, it was a great experience, but, like, I would be going to community college if it were online and then transferring, like, no, no doubt, you know? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be paying NYU rates, that's for sure. New. No. New. No. <laughs> but one thing I noticed in your biography was uh, a production called The Best Sex of the 20th Century. What uh, in the world was that about? That it sounds so dirty, right? It I, does. I've done a lot of dirty. But no, it was... Um, it was like a musical comedy review in New York years ago um, of all kind of different sexual revolution plays and films, sex stars of the ages. So, you know, I played everyone from Shirley Temple to Madonna to whatever, you know. Um, 
but no, that was it wasn't nearly as dirty as it sounded, honestly. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, that show was down uh, down on the Lower East Side for a really long time, and then we did it at the Triad, I think, and then at the I don't know. It just kept. It was like a show that would not die, you know. We think we put it away, and then somebody else would want us to do it somewhere. And uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Very cool. Yeah. I also yeah. noticed you uh, you had a recurring on Jimmy Kimmel, and he, he is very funny. I did, but you know, I mean, I think it says recurring on my resume. I have been on that show so many times, and I don't think anything has ever aired. Oh no. It's so sad. Oh my my last one was with Emily Blunt. It was just, it was one of the last shows live before the shutdown. And my sketch didn't air there either. Mm-hmm. I have, I have the worst luck with that show. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. I had this Britney Spears parody. We shot a whole bunch of hilarious stuff. Never happened. I was in several sketches with Aunt Chippy in the olden days with her. I mean, it's just, I don't know, one of these days. But I love that show. I love um, I, I love the I love Jimmy. I love the way that they shoot. You know how some of it is ahead of time, and sometimes you never know what's going to happen. Kind of reminds me of um, my very first credit was just a little like couple liners on um, Saturday Night Live, and um, on that show I was on it a couple times when my sketches were cut. And you're waiting, you're waiting backstage like looking for the scenery. To see, like, is your sketch gonna make it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my God. But at least if you go up on Saturday Night Live, you're live. You know it's going. You know, with Jimmy Kimmel, you just have no idea. You shoot and then wait to see if it's gonna air. It's pretty funny. SNL had to be cool. I didn't even see that on your IMDb. Yeah, it. Uh, I think only one sketch made the air, and um. And it was my very first job right out of NYU, oh, wow. and it was it was really really fun. But Tracy Morgan was in my sketch. I'm trying to remember what it uh, was. It's like Morgan. a movie previews that would never end or <laughs> some nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Tracy Morgan. He oh, is God, so funny. funny. He was so funny, and I think he was really underrated at the time. Like people just didn't know what to do with him. You know? Oh, he was so funny. Well, you mentioned uh, NYU, but you also went to college in wee old Ireland. In Ireland, I did. I only went for a year. How did that come about? Well, I had been wanting to study abroad, and I was going to go study in France, and then I sort of panicked because I was like, how am I going to... My French would get really good, but how am I going to act in French? You know what I mean? Like, how am I going to do anything or direct or act? And I kind of thought, well, if I go to Ireland, I can take a lot of music classes and I can, um, I can, I ended up directing shows. I was in shows. I just worked a lot as like the token American, you know, (laughs) but, um, but it was good. It was kind of, you know, I loved going to a big college, but it was kind of nice living in a small city in Ireland and, and kind of getting more of that kind of experience that you don't get going to school in Manhattan. So I was really lucky that I got to do both those things, you know. Yeah, that's very cool. I've never been out of the country. Oh, man. We were just saying, like, we got to get our kids to go more places. I lived in China last year for three months, and I was like, man, why why aren't I trying to do this all the time? 
I think hopefully live somewhere else for a while, you know. Right. I also <laughs> I saw mean, that China's oh. extreme, but you know. Oh well, I mean you have to be sometimes. <laughs> I also noticed you've played more than one time a speed dating host. Is that like uh, one of your yes. fortes? <laughs> you um, do that I, at the Moose on the weekends or something? I was really a speed dating host. Oh my gosh. Um, it, like that was my side gig for a while. And because I was the only actor who was a host for the company, um, like J-Date and Hurry Date, and um, they owned a couple other like dating companies as well in the olden days. And so these shows would contact them and say like, can you set up a mock speed date? I don't know, or something. Somebody had a makeover on Dr. 90210, and can can you have a host? And they'd be like, well, one of our hosts is an actor, so you can use her, you know? So it was like they'd just throw me all these random random reality shows, you know? It's just the Osbournes or whoever had to go on a fake dating show. and um, Yeah, I <laughs> did a lot of those. I'm sure a lot that aren't on my resume, but that are... Um, pretty, pretty funny. Oh, but, um, sure. That, I think that'd be hard to find find your love in speed dating. You know, I don't think most people found their love. <laughs> most people found kind of a fun night with their girlfriends laughing at the craziness. Oh, my gosh. I would say it was more... I mean, there were a few people that did find love, but mostly my job was to, like coach all the forlorn people not finding love and buy them a drink and give them a shoulder to cry on. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, I was like the married lady hanging out with all these people trying to help them find love, but mostly failing. Oh but my gosh. It was better than when I attended bar and waited tables. I mean, it was a good side job. I host a couple parties every month. I liked it. Well, yeah. It I mean, at the bar, if someone hits on you, you can't just pass to someone else. Exactly. <laughs> You just kind of have to try to hide from the creepy person. Exactly. You know, with this, it was like, I blow the whistle. They, Sorry, I'm leaving. I have to move on. Right. No offense. And they got to escape. It was perfect. Well, another great show you were on, and I'm hoping your stuff didn't end up on the floor because you had quite a recurring role on, was The Bold and the Beautiful, which happens to be my mom's favorite show. Oh, yeah. You know, it, that show was fun. I, I'm usually just like a journeyman actor, you know, I work on whatever, I'm usually the, right. the, the, especially on soaps, I feel like they have the glamorous leading people, and then they have all the rest of us normal folk who sort of help us believe their worlds, you know, on The Bold and the Beautiful, I was just um, a mom in a, like a Lamog class, or like a pregnancy class with um, this couple that were having a baby. I'm trying to remember what year it was. Um, Christy Dooley, the casting director, is a friend of mine. And it was only supposed to be a couple days, but then they just kept going back to the birthing class as they got more used to it. And I like befriended the girl mom or whatever. But yeah, I mean, all the soaps I've ever done have always been the very real. Um, regular moms or regular nurses or regular people that the glamorous people get to hang out with. <laughs> Pretty much that's always the role I book. Mm. Normal lady. You know. I don't think it was anything all that exciting on that show, although it was sweet. I remember that friendship being sweet on there. I have to dig that up. 
have to look up when that was. I don't know. I, I, I was really lucky. I worked on a lot of soaps for a lot of years, actually. IMDb said 2000 to 2004, but I don't know how I... Okay, that sounds it. about right. Yeah. That's, I, I would say probably mostly 2004, but that role came back, so wow. I'm going to look. I'm writing it down. Thanks for reminding me. Make there a are note. a couple shows like that. Passions was another one. Somebody was just asking me about it, and I was like, when was I on that? I was on that for a couple of years, but just on and off, you know? Wow. Let's see. I'm writing it down. It's down on my to-do list. Now you shouldn't forget. <laughs> or you shan't forget. We shan't. We shan't. We won't. Well, even though everything's not so cuckoo crazy right now, I always like to ask people what the future holds. So what what do you got going on, Tracy? Well, um, you know, it's funny. I, I was all ready for my youngest kid to be in kindergarten this year um, so that I could, like, full-on get back to work. I feel like... You know, I don't know if a lot of other parents can relate, but I think I had twins instead of a singleton accidentally. And then I had a surprise third kid. So, you know, for a while there, everything, like a lot of our stuff is family auditions, auditions for the kids, busy stuff, stuff where I'm running all around town. And and something about the pandemic slowing down with all that, it's been, it's kind of reminded me that I don't, as much as I love commercials and voiceover, I mean, and it's been a real gift. It's like, well, I want to be do- producing again. I want to be doing, creating more of my own content. Right. I want to be doing more film and TV. And my youngest, even if she's not going to be in school school, if I'm still going to be Zoom schooling for a while, that's still short term, you know. So, right. um, so I actually got together with one of my producer buddies and we're trying to decide... Um, how to produce something this coming year once we're if we're ever out of quarantine again um and i'm just i'm looking to, forward to getting going again theatrically film and tv um is the theatrical of los angeles and it's like you know it's i've been busy with these kids for long enough now let's uh let's get back to my my life <laughs> All right hear you there well i hope it's i hope everything can eventually you know sooner rather than later get wrapped up because it's uh i lost two conventions this year it's just really putting a damper on plans i know i know (coughs) know, i was just talking to one of my um you know animation people it's funny i i did this game called persona four years ago and it just got re-released which is funny so all of a sudden i'm getting all these people going can you why aren't you doing more anime which back in the day was like a dirty word but now it's super cool to do but it's like okay let's just be smart let's try to figure out how to get do everything that we can some like comic con's happening from home this year which is crazy are you going to do the online stuff yeah actually they they're talking about doing an online one for the one of the local ones they, they are it's even on the website and i get a little overwhelmed at all the conventions so i'm like maybe Maybe I'll try to look at the bright side of it and go, you know, check out more panels or listen to more people or just do what I can and just keep sort of feeding the creative beast, you know? My friends are doing this thing called the Artist's Way. I don't know if you know what that is. It's pretty hippy-dippy. No, I don't. What is it? It's like a, you know, it's like a, this 
thing where every day you write morning pages and you take yourself out on an artist date, which is hard to do right now. But, you know, maybe it's like you take out the guitar and you play every day or you do stuff like that. And um, it's so fun to just kind of get back to why the hell we do this with our lives anyway, you know? So I'm trying to think more about that and all the things that we can do even now. And, you know, as we move into next year, maybe not take it so for granted when we finally can escape (laughs) our garages and yards and basements or whatever. What do you guys have in Illinois basements? Uh, we have a basement. Not everybody does, but I have a basement. I think I thought I was the only one, but maybe just the only one in LA. You know. Yeah, is that not a thing in LA basements? Yeah, nobody has a basement. Wow. Here. But in LA, Illinois, everybody does. Yeah. So maybe we escape whatever we have: attics, basements, garages, whatever, and get to go out in the world. Hopefully, we won't take it for granted. You know. Right. Yeah, we, uh, thankfully, the only thing we really have around here that's bad is tornadoes. And we yeah. haven't had one in 20 years that's been of any what? significance. Is it just because of where you are? <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm just probably in a good geographic location for not having a bunch of wow. issues. Because I thought they were extra bad lately, but maybe not. Not around here, thankfully. Not around you. Good. Good. I don't want any of that. But thank you so very much, Tracy, for joining me. I'm sorry we couldn't do it last night. Oh, no. It's fine. It's great. It's great to talk to a human. I think I'm still one. Sometimes this coronavirus has me wondering what the hell I am, but (laughs) but I I still be be people. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it's just nice not to talk to myself in my booths all day long. I start to lose my mind. Well, it's been a real pleasure to be on this, and I can't wait to tune in and listen to more. Now that I know you host all the cool people. Oh, I have, girl, I have talked to some awesome people. Yeah. I've been doing this 12 years, just this show, so. It's amazing. Like, probably. And I can listen to all other old stuff online, too, right? I mean, that's what it looks like. Yep. Cool, So, probably, like, I don't know, a thousand interviews. Amazing, really. like that. It's fun, so I I keep doing it. As long as it's fun, I'll keep doing it. Yeah. Well, this was a blast for me. It's uh, it's sure nice to meet you, even on the phone. It was nice to meet and connect with you, Tracy, and thanks so much for joining us, and I hope you have a good night and good luck with everything. Absolutely. You too. Have a good one. Alrighty, everyone. Well, we will be back. What, What is it? Holy cow. Well, hopefully before this show, but August 26th is like the next set date. Actor Greg Martin's going to be joining us. He's been in a lot of awesome stuff, including the movie Inappropriate Comedy, Mortal Kombat Rebirth, Mama's Boy, iCarly, and so much more. And I got some other people I have to email coming up, and hopefully I will have some some stuff in the fire by the time uh, August 26th rolls around. I'll have something else to, to do. But thank you, everybody, as always, for joining us, and a special thanks to Tracy Rooney. We will see you guys real soon. Thanks for listening. Have a great night.